Hi everyone, welcome to Lifestyle of Gay Black Boy. I am Fate's Lion God. Very niche name if you happen to know it. I'll buy you a drink if I see you out on Friday at the Unlucky Party event. Um, I'll post it on my page today. So see, it's a party, it's gonna be fun, it's gonna be great because it's Friday the 13th. Best Friday that comes around ever so often. Um, I hope you guys have all had a great week. I hope that this Friday the 13th has not brought you unlucky or unpositive vibes. Hopefully it's all good. I mean, for me, it's been a different kind of week. One where I've been kind of just like, ugh, I don't give a fuck, which is bad. So I'm happy I'm finally getting back to normal. I don't know, my equilibrium's been thrown off a little bit. But I think it's just because Libra season is approaching, which I am thoroughly ready for. Um, if you want to interact with the show, of course, you can reach me on all of the social medias. Just look for Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or Lifestyle GBB, or you can just search hashtag LGBB and you'll find me. Um, you can also interact with the show by email if you want to do that. You can go ahead and send it over to LifestyleGBB at gmail.com. That's Lifestyle G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. I'll be sure to read what you have to say, talk about what you have to say, and, you know, send me your questions, comments, concerns, and whatever you want to say. Uh, you know, I will keep you anonymous if you want to be anonymous. You will be just as hidden as, uh, let's say, somebody who can go invisible, like an invisible woman, or you can be even more hidden than my beard or what's under my beard. <laughs> but I'll keep you anonymous if you like to be. Um, also, if you are listening on Anchor, which, who is sponsoring this episode, you can go ahead and send me a message on Anchor. Video messages don't work, but there is audio. Um, and you can go ahead and do that. Now, when you send me a message, whether it's written or spoken, if you start cursing me out, I'm going to establish a grace period of four curse words. And then after that, I might stop listening, but I may have somebody else listen to it. I've got my dog. He can probably listen to it. <laughs> um, and also, if you like the show and even if you don't like the show, I would ask that you rate it and share it with whoever you want to share it with. You guys help me make this possible. So I appreciate it. Um, today's episode is going to be called Gay, Black, and Ambitious. It's a... Uh, stuck in me like a knife or something in my back. Well, no, that's not really a good analogy. It really stuck to me like a sticker. It stuck to me like glitter when this uh, subject came up. And if you are familiar with glitter, and if you're one of my close friends, I'm pretty sure you are because you'll have glitter on you if you come to my house whenever. But it sticks to you. It does not go away and glitter is always on you. And that's kind of what ambition is. Uh, before we do get started, of course, I want to go through and give some updates. So, the Amazon rainforest, it is still burning. The fires have not been completely extinguished. The fires are still occurring, even though we don't see it on our daily news, but the fires are still happening. Um, science and science journals have now posted that the intensity of the fires and the rates that they are starting is a direct 
relationship to the agricultural burning that has been going on there and is still going on. Um, It is affecting climate change, of course, because tons of CO2 is getting released into the air and that is a greenhouse gas, which is going to further heat the earth. Um, So it's still happening. There are communities and world funds that are helping out. There are abilities to donate from what I was seeing. I didn't go into full details, but I want to look and see. And of course, I will post those things if you're interested in donating. Um, Sudan. Sudan. Now they're protesting as far as what was originally happening in the country with the military coup has stopped. But there are new protests that are starting. And this is to start the trial and... um, sentencing of the military people who killed the innocent protesters who were protesting what was going on in the country. Um, The military council and their new prime minister that they elected for that transitional council who was a part of the protest movement, he has had his first official visit in the countries and going to different areas to start working on rebuilding the country. Um, It looks like hope is still on the rise there, so I'm very, very, very happy to see that. Um, Now, something that I do want to talk about, and this is very serious to me, on Memorial Day, a transgender woman of color was killed. She was murdered. Her name was Bailey Reeves. She was 17 years old. She was found with multiple gunshots to her torso on the 4300 block of Parkwood Avenue around 8.05 p.m. Um, She was transported to the hospital and she later died. Um, Reeves was one of two people who was shot to death in Baltimore on Labor Day and police have not identified a potential suspect or motive. But when it comes to trans women, especially trans women of color being killed, we know it's because they're trans women of color. Um, I have not heard about this reported on the TV news. I have seen it only in news articles. This one came from the WashingtonBlade.com. Um, it's just, it's ridiculous. We have more and more trans women of color, trans men of color, queer people of color who are being killed just for living their life, just for standing in their truth, they're being killed. And it's it's sickening that you don't see it reported because the more it's reported, the more exposure it gets, the more exposure it gets, the more investigations occur, the more investigations occur, then people start to realize that you won't keep getting away with this shit. So just take a moment, think about Bailey Reeves, 17-year-old woman who was killed just because she was her. So I want to keep going because there are some positive things that I want to bring up that were just on my radar this week. Um, And it was three people that have stuck out to me on social media. One was Rashad King. Um, If you're on Instagram, you can look at Rashad King 2017 is his actual name. And he does PS Fitness, which is physical and spiritual fitness. Um, He is a fitness uh, enthusiast and maybe I can call him a guru if he would take that title and he talks a lot about physical fitness getting your body into shape but then also working on the inside with therapy and your spirituality and 
it's very good. He's got great videos on YouTube. You can just look for Rashad King 2017 and you can see some of his great motivational things that he talks about and even get some workout tips. I mean, you can't go wrong there. Even if you're not into the spiritual, the physical side of it, can't deny. I've been doing some of the things that he's been saying and I've been feeling great and already dropped a good amount of pounds. Um, Another person that I wanted to talk about that I saw this week was Joshua Cruz. Um, On Instagram, his page, you can find him by looking for Words by Joshua. Um, He does motivational videos on his page as well. And his most recent one really stuck out to me. I mean, I've been watching him for a while and he's got a good amount posted. Um, But the video itself is that not everyone belongs in your next season. And if you're not familiar when you say your season, your season is that is your time in your life. And maybe it's your spring, summer, fall, or winter. Whatever that season is, not everybody can go along with you there. You want to have people in your season who are going to contribute to your season in a positive way. I mean, think of seasons, think of summer. If it's summer, why the fuck would I want somebody who's bringing snow on the way unless I want to go skiing during the summer? You belong in the winter season. And hopefully that snow is positive. But if that snow is negative, maybe that person doesn't belong in your season. Or, you know, you're in winter and you want to enjoy the winter season. Why would you bring along somebody who's all about bringing in just hot, humid, sticky summer? that may not be someone who's a part of your season. I don't want to take away from what he was saying because his video is, it's amazing. And there's so many others that are just amazing. He has this one about living in your box and oh my God, watch him. Words by Joshua, amazing. And then I want to go back to somebody who has just been amazing and has been an awesome inspiration for me to see. And he let me use um, his music for the very first episode of this podcast. And that's Stevia Smoke. Um, he's a gay rapper, but I'm not even going to just say a gay rapper. He's a rapper. He's amazing. He uses the hashtag gay rap movement a lot. And it, his music is awesome. But what is amazing to see is someone going after their dream and going after it hard. I mean, he had Cassidy shout him out and I love Cassidy, an amazing rapper. Um, Just check him out because you're gonna hear things and see his music and see his videos. And if it's anything in the way I relate to things, it's so awesome to see somebody who is queer, out loud, and of color who is saying, I'm here and I can do this just as good as anybody else. Don't discount me. Um, I would say check him out because it's amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So let's get into the episode. Um, Again, the episode is called Gay, Black, and Ambitious. And ambition is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But we're going to talk about it. So of course, we're going to start off with a quote. So our quote today starts with, At the age of six, I wanted to be a cook. At seven, I wanted to be Napoleon. And my ambition has been growing steadily ever since. And that comes from Salvador Dali. Um, He is an artist, if you are not familiar with him. Great work, and I would say look at it because his ambition speaks through his artwork. You can sense it. You can feel the purpose, emotion, and drive that is behind it. I would dare to say he's one of the most prolific artists that ever lived, at least to me. So 
In my early years, ambition or being ambitious never came up in a conversation as something good. And this is just in my life. Um, It either had a tone of being self-centered or obsessed with a goal to the point that you were willing to push someone down some stairs to make it to the top for maybe a golden cupcake. A cupcake made of solid gold with diamond sprinkles. That's what ambition always seemed like to me. Um, It was always a term that when it was associated with women, it also sounded like a negative. Um, For example, I would hear it a lot growing up, especially growing up on military bases. And, you know, of course, there were women in the military and there's men in the military. But um, one of the things that I would hear and I stuck in my head, I would hear some women talking about other women who were going after their goal, being very ambitious. They would say, well, she put it all in to get to where she's at now, but she never had kids because of of her ambitions. That's sad. And I never understood why it was a bad thing. I mean, come on, it's it, I didn't see it as a bad thing. But now that I think about it and I analyze it, I think about what was going on at that time. I mean, movies at that time didn't really help when it came to breaking the stigma of being ambitious. Um, this was like the early 90s for me. I mean, I'm an 80s baby, but really start to understand movies in the 90s. Um, and most mainstream movies follow two plot lines. The first being a macho man who was super amazing at business, carries a cell phone that was the size of a fucking cinder block, um, drank, smoked, and had amazing muscle cars. Like, you know, oh my God, like a 70 Malibu. Oh, such a beautiful vehicle. Um, He was always either planning some aggressive business takeover or grooming his protege on how to succeed, doing some coke, without even trying, and obviously to objectify women. Um, The other plot line that was really prevalent when I was that age was that a woman who was all about business and going to work and doing three times the work in a kitten hill and a questionably fitting pantsuit. Sometimes it was either too big or too small, and yes, there were shoulder pads. those bomb-ass shoulder pads. Um, So this woman was either displayed as being distraught about a past love, and that's why she went obsessively into her work and was so ambitious of making it to the top of the company. Or maybe she was trying to find love, but could never just get it going the right way because she was all about business. Now, no matter what happened, no matter what the case was, it was always solved by one thing. And that was when some guy rewrites her entire life using his penis. That's how it always happened. It's like, oh, okay, I get that you're all about this business, but here comes my big old dick and I'm gonna clear up your life. You don't got shit to worry about now. That's how it would always turn out. So it it was just the weirdest thing. And Hollywood and everyday life really didn't present positive, I guess you could say role models for ambition for me at that time. Now, in these days, post pantsuit and cinder black phone, ambition has taken on a whole new look. You know, ambition, she's doing her thing these days. She has thrown on some sneakers, some cute jeans, maybe a flattering button down with some sickening accessories. Like she is ready snatched. She is snatched. 
um, with the advent of, you know, the social medias, of course, advanced sciences, mental health care, and just sheer intelligence. The positives of ambition are now on the forefront. I mean, we're looking at a time where children are being self-made successes. Children are becoming millionaires because they are using their ambition to say, hey girl, I'm about to talk about these toys. You're going to watch me talk about these toys. And after I talk about this toy, guess who's paying me? Hasbro is giving me millions to play with this toy. And now I can go buy a house. It is crazy that these things are happening now. I mean, you don't already have to be rich now to build a business or an empire. And now drive and ambition can sometimes be the majority, if not all of what you need to achieve your goal. I mean, it can be the thing. It is the it thing, that ambition. So I think about myself. Um, And when I think about myself and where I want to be and what I want to have in my life, I can see this whole, um, uh, how could I say it? Mutation? No. Maybe transformation of what ambition is and was for me. Um, In my early 20s, my goals really didn't take much ambition. I just wanted the simple things for me. I wanted to live off of beer, Kit Kats, peanut butter, and maybe have water once a week. I wanted to go blind or at least accelerate the process of macular degeneration from playing video games. Um, I mean, there were still goals, even though I'd most likely end up, you know, something like Professor X, except in a vegetative state and only able to read my own mind. But I mean, hey, it was something. Um... Then I reached my mid-twenties, and my thinking started to change. I wanted more than just snacks. I wanted steak. I wanted my own space and no roommates. Oh shit, that rhymed in a way. I like it. I wanted an existence where I didn't have to struggle or ration my comfortability with money. So... This is where my process really started for me. I had to start applying myself more, get serious about work, because at that age, I did not give a damn. You couldn't tell me shit when it came to work. You could say, Andrew, you were supposed to be here at 8 o'clock this morning, and I'm strolling in the door at 3 p.m. And then they look at me like, you're late. And I'm like, nope, I'm not late. I'm not early. I am not on time. I show up when I want to. That promptly got me walked out of quite a few jobs. (laughs) But once I started wanting more for myself and I wanted to achieve my comfortability of what I wanted, I was ambitious to just be comfortable. I realized, I mean, I like this job, but I got to work it because this money that's coming in is going to be important. I need these coins. I mean, just... In the past, I used to play around and quit jobs because I didn't like it. But at this point in my mid-20s, I still had to make sure I could enjoy myself. And the only way I could enjoy myself was by working to have money to enjoy myself. And even when I was enjoying myself, I had to remember I can't sit here and overindulge. And I can't let the fun distract me from the fact that I still have responsibilities. So I had to compromise between the beast of fun and knowing that I've got to keep going with the same everyday struggle 
because it's going to be worth something in the end. Um, and then it was that point in my life where I turned my attention from envying what others others had and I kind of focused on where I wanted to be at that point. You know, envy is a green monster. It is a beast. It will take you all around and I'm pretty sure we've all had that moment where we've been envious of something. You know, and this is where I feel ambition comes into play in a great way. It can either be the great motivator or the great deterrent when you become envious of somebody. I say it's the great motivator because at that age, I was looking at people and I'm like, oh, he looks pretty successful. He's just relaxing, always going on vacations, going on trips. This looks amazing. So I would say, okay, I'm about to work my ass off because I want to get to that goal. And as I would start working my butt off and doing all these things and stepping out of my comfort zone to affect change in my own life to reach where that person was, I was inspired. I was inspired to get there. But then the negative started to set in of ambition because I would say, okay, I achieved what they have at this point, so now I can sit back and just cool out and be fine. My ambition got me to where I wanted to be, but I stopped. I kind of revved up the engine for the car, got to point A from point B, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm here. I guess we're just going to sit in the parking lot now. And then I realized, well, this parking lot's pretty lonely, so how about I could just go back to my comfort zone? That was me losing my ambition. You know, it was a very interesting time in my life because I was still trying to figure myself out, everything about myself, from whether I wanted a bowl cut or I wanted red hair and a mohawk. I didn't know what I was doing with my life at that point. But I just knew that I wanted more than I had had in my late teens and early 20s. Um, And then one of the best things that could have ever happened to me occurred. I lost it all. I lost everything. I lost my jobs. I lost my home. I lost my sriracha-covered cashews. And I was left with a TV and no plug. Clothes and no cottage. No closet. And hate, but no way to focus that hate. I had no focus whatsoever. And then that's when ambition came back. Ambition, she came right on back to me. She came in and she handed me a cup of tea and said, girl, sit down, we have to talk. Ambition set me right on down and just like Olivia Pope, got straight to the point. After losing it all, I had a choice to make. I could sit back and give up do nothing or put on my ill-fitting pantsuit and some badass kitten heels and make it happen. See, I knew there was a reason why I mentioned kitten heels in a damn pantsuit. I knew it was going somewhere. So I started building at that point. I started building at that point because I had nothing. My life was in tatters. It was completely destroyed. But the Andrew on the inside, who was in there talking to himself, saying, hey, I don't like this. I'm uncomfortable. I want more. 
I want to reach the success that I want to be at and ambition sparked that. I stood up in those goddamn kit hills and started stomping on just glass and everything. I said, I'm going to make something. I'm going to do something for myself. And this is where ambition came in. Because ambition, it is the drive to do something that you know is incredibly difficult and incredibly hard. And being homeless and not having my own sense of purpose and not being in my right mind, it was hard to get back to a point where I had inner peace. I knew it was going to be hard. It was not going to be easy because I was essentially saying to myself, Andrew, it's time to do a handstand on broken glass while you're trying to eat a sandwich made of thumbtacks. Not easy. If a circus clown can do it, show me because you have a tongue made of steel. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, get a message in for our sponsors and I'll be back. So we're back and I want to get back to where I was starting to build, where I was starting to build at this point and to get where I wanted to be comfortable after losing it all. You know, I started building and my sole focus was getting back to a place where I felt safe and I felt that I had inner peace. You know, I worked harder than I had ever worked in my entire life. I developed a career from being homeless to wondering what I would be eating sometimes to wondering where I'm going. I built something for myself. I built a career in adult education, a place I would have never, ever, ever seen myself before. And when I wanted to give up, those waves came in. It came in like a tsunami, hit me like a wrecking ball of, yeah, I'm I'm not sleeping in the car anymore and I'm not taking showers at the gym or taking showers at my uh, work office, but I still don't have what I wanted to have. I remember when I had finally gotten my apartment and I was back on my feet in a way I had just a mattress in my apartment. It was a two bedroom. There was nothing in the living room. There was enough food in there to sustain me for the week. And I had to make sure that I rationed it out so that way I didn't eat it all at once. Lost a crap load of weight. My weight was snatched. That's the one thing I can say. But I didn't give up. And I didn't give up because ambition was right there by my side. It kept telling me, yes, this shit is about to be hard. You are not going to find joy for quite some time. But keep going because it's coming. It's there. You just got to keep going. It's like that last drop of ketchup in the bottle where you're trying to shake it and shake it and shake it. And you're like, you son of a bitch. I see you there forming into a drop. I just need you to come out the bottle. And I just had to keep working. I had to keep working. I remember those those were those days where I was just ready to just give up. Ready to give up. And the ambition, she came in just like Olivia Pope. And I'm going to keep going back to her because Olivia Pope, that's my girl. She will knock some sense into you. She came in and ambition said, I have not gone through what I've gone through, worked twice as hard for half as much, only to end up living an unimpressive life. Mediocrity is not an option for me. I don't want that, and neither should you. 
that is what I felt ambition saying to me all the time when I was ready to give up, when I was ready to say, it's over. Why am I sitting here stressing out about this? It's so much easier to just lay down and just sink in your way to drugs or give up and not do anything else. Ambition told me, no, no, girl, we're not doing that. Not today, Satan. You have a lot to do. You have a lot to keep going for. And it's important, at least, that I say it for myself because, like I said earlier, ambition is the drive to do something that we know is going to be incredibly hard. You don't have to be ambitious about doing something easy. I mean, if you want to eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you have peanut butter in your refrigerator and you have jelly and you have bread, all you got to do is slap that shit together and put it in your mouth and you've done it. It's not the hardest thing in the world. Sometimes it can feel hard. Sometimes it can feel strenuous, but you have all the parts there. When I look at ambition and I look at being ambitious, that's when the parts are not there. You're working to get to something that doesn't exist already. You are trying to MacGyver the fuck out of a glass of water and turn it into a car. It's very hard. I mean, I know um, Jesus turned water into wine, but if he can turn water into a car, that is going to be the most clean, sufficient energy ever, even though fish fucking it. Just saying. Um, It's just ambition kept reminding me when I was ready to give up that it's it's not time to give up. And I know the quote from Miss Pope, maybe it's not the happiest quote, but it inspired me to get up and keep going. It, I took when she said unimpressive as me not being happy with myself. And mediocrity to me was not being where I want it to be. Um, you know, I don't want a mediocre a mediocre life. I want to be comfortable. I don't want to be stuck in this place of hurt and doing nothing. I don't want to be unimpressive to myself when I look in the mirror. When I look in the mirror, I want to be happy that I'm no longer sleeping in the back seat of some random fucking car or sleeping on someone's couch and getting destroyed by bed bugs. I want to just be happy. And true happiness for me was knowing that I've got myself and I can't let somebody take from me anymore. That was true happiness for me at that time. So, when I was ready to give up, Lady Ambition would check on me and say, Hey girl, um, you know, uh, I know you said you were ready to surrender, but we're not doing that. So you go ahead and hold on to my shoulder right here. Even though you don't want to go into this job, you're going to go in there. You're going to show the fuck out and get that coin and then turn it into what you want to turn it into. So now that I'm 30 and I'm getting ready to approach 31, my ambitions are pushing me even more, um, even more than I thought they would. Ambition is, it's turned into like this cheetah where it's like, I am here and I know I can clearly rip off the face of anything and everybody I want to. And I'm going to foster that energy into you being able to do what you want to do. You know, now that I'm this age, I want to take something that I love doing and make it my life. Um, So I'll take this podcast as a part of that goal. Part of the goal where I want to be is this podcast. I'm not where I fully want to be yet, but I'm still going. 
you know, it's not easy, but I'm still doing it. I've had a couple people reach out to me and say, you well, you know, you inspired me and I want to know how to start a podcast. And I am no expert in this. I am no expert at all. This is only my 26th episode. There are tons of people out there who have way more content than I could even think of producing right now. But the one thing I'll say is that take it seriously. If this is something you want to do, make it something you want to do. You know, there are times where I'm thinking, what am I going to talk about What is my focus? What is my goal? I remember when I first started out, I'm like, okay, I'm looking at everybody else, listening to everybody else's podcast. By the way, one of my most favorite podcasts in the world is called The Read. It is amazing. If you have not listened to The Read, I suggest you check it out. Kid Fury and Crystal West, they are amazing and just, they inspire me. Um, But I look at someone like them, you know, In my old days, when I would be envious, I would look at them and say, man, what the fuck? I recorded 26 episodes. I want to be where they are right now. And that's not possible. I mean, for some people, it could be. Who knows what you have or where you're going to be at, but it's not always possible. You know, you don't get to a goal just because you say you want it. You have to put in the work. And that's a part of the ambition. You know, it took me a while to start recording this podcast. I was saying it for a year almost. I'm like, well, I want to do something. And I tried vlogging for a little bit, which was a lot of fun. But then I gave up on it. Then I started writing and I gave up on it. I even worked with a friend on a magazine. And this was early, early, like my early 20s. And it was fantastic. It was fun. But I gave up on it. I stopped putting in the work because I wasn't getting to where I wanted to be fast enough. And the truth is, you have to work for it. You have to continuously work. And saying that there's not enough time in the day, at least for me, is not an acceptable excuse. There isn't. Even if you work 40 hours a week, you still have 120-something hours left over to do something with your life to do something that you want to do, to build something you want to build. I mean, as much time as we could spend on social media, which is trash, I got to be quite honest with you. Twitter, fuck you. I'm so happy I cut down my use on Twitter. It's just poison. And the other social media platforms, I'm not going to lie to you. I am all set there. Of course, I'll still check it for this, but it's just poisonous material that you're bringing into your life. So this whole time that you're spending on those things and reading about kittens and then the next video is about a donut that exploded or something, you could be focusing that on whatever your goal is. Maybe you want to learn how to become a bartender. Hey, sign up for some bartender classes. Maybe you want to pick up a second job. Go ahead and do it. Maybe you want to start a podcast. Use your free time that you have to start doing it. Get your feet wet. Get into the water. And one of the things that I think is most important, at least from what I have learned and heard from other people who I look up to who do podcasting, who have helped me out, is talk about what you love, what your passion is. You know, I listened to a few other podcasts. One is called Survival, and it's all just about survival stories and people researching situations where people had to survive. You know, like the Donner Party going to California, 
uh, people surviving an avalanche, all these things. And it's just because it's something that I can tell the hosts are passionate about. If you create something you're passionate about, it will end up being something that you can support yourself with. Not even monetarily, but just that healthy mental feeling that you're doing something that you love. And I'm not doing this podcast to become rich and famous or to turn it into a career. I'm doing this because it's something I love. I started something and I want to see it through for as long and as far as I can take it. So do it. Um, You know, right now I still work full time and in my career that I'm in, I'm still doing adult education, but I'm using my dedication to this career to foster my goal of building my own business for myself. I mean, there are days where I just want to say, fuck it, quit everything, stay home, play Star Ocean, eating Hot Pocket after Hot Pocket, and drinking Arizona raspberry iced tea all day long. That's all I want to do. I want to do shit out, so I don't even want to leave my apartment. But I know all the sacrifices that I'm making right now are holding off my vices and they're helping me reach where I want to be and I'm going to maintain this. Um, That's the true essence of ambition to me is when the goal is hard and it just seems so distant away but you are willing to balance and sometimes you got to sacrifice your own comfortability to get to that end goal. But enjoy the journey on the way. And I've said that tons of times. Enjoy the journey. The journey is meant to be enjoyed because if we don't enjoy what we're experiencing and what we're going through and learning through what we're going through, it was pointless to even step out on the road. It really was. Um, you know, it's, it can get hard sometimes when you are chasing that goal. You know, it can seem distance away can't seem far. But for me, I'm healthfully, healthfully, excuse me, setting aside my wants and celebrations until I obtain what may seem unobtainable. I know it can be done and I know I will do it. Sometimes I just have to remind myself that it takes a little bit longer. You got to keep going because success is not always immediate. It's not. It takes time, it takes energy, it takes some blood, it takes some sweat, it takes a lot of tears, it takes pancakes, because if I didn't have my pancakes sometimes, I would snap. So you got to keep it going. And I come to that point because I had a question that got posed to me recently. Um, And the question was essentially, do I stop doing what I have to do, working a job that I don't want to be at, to pursue what I love? And the person who poses, they want to remain anonymous. So I'm just going to go ahead and call you Tallulah. So Tallulah, my answer to that is no. You don't have to stop what you're doing to get to where you love. The reason why I say that is that when you stop doing what you have to do to maintain yourself and support yourself, getting to what you love may be hard, harder or the hardest thing that you could do. I'm not saying don't step out on a limb. Sometimes you got to step out on a limb. I mean, we all know that great things don't happen just sitting back in a safe space. But you have to be smart about stepping out on that limb. You know, I think about, I'll use this podcast again. Um, 
I enjoy all the support and all the connections that I've made 24-7. I have fun doing it because it's amazing. And would I love to do this all day? Yes, I would, but I can't. I can't do it all day. And if I were to quit my current career and just focus on doing this podcast every day, I wouldn't be able to maintain my standard of living right now. And then that turns into a trickle-down effect because if I can't maintain my my standard of living right now, I wouldn't have a place to record this podcast. I can't pay my rent with my love of podcasting and joy. I mean, could you imagine if I went to my uh, landlord and was like, hey girl, um, so I don't have the money for rent, but I have a big old smile, maybe a little wink. I'll throw a handful of glitter in your face. Yeah, Uh, they would kick me out immediately. I mean, I couldn't afford my recording materials if I quit my job. I mean, let's take you back to another imaginary scenario. I go into Best Buy to go buy a new microphone and I just, you know, grab it off the shelf and then just casually, you know, la-di-da, walking past security to go out the front door and then security approaches me. I'm like, oh, nah, man, it's good. I left a big hot pile of love right over there by that register for this. They would probably slap me back to being in diapers. (laughs) They would slap me drunk and I don't even have alcohol in my system. That would be what would most likely happen because it's not possible to maintain that way. Now, I have seen and I've seen plans that people have that they save up money in their career or they save up with what they're doing to have like a nest egg to rely on while they go full force into their passion or their love or building their own business, which is amazing. Not all the times can we do that. Not everybody can do that. But if you know that giving up what you're doing and you don't have a stable plan behind it, you may be setting yourself up for ruin. So I would say no, you don't have to give up what you're doing to get where you love. It may just take a little bit longer and that's okay. That is okay. If it takes long, it's all right. I mean, we don't complain when the when you're getting dick for too long. I mean, we get upset if we get the dick in two minutes and it's over. So would you want that to just be fast? I mean, I guess it's kind of a weird analogy because who doesn't love a quick, a cute little quickie? But, you know, it happens. I mean... Let's do it like this. Let's say you were going in for a nose job. Would you be okay if you were under in five minutes and back awake three minutes later with a complete nose job done, but your nose is hanging off the side of your face? Or now in the place of your nose, you have the ABC insignia? I don't think you would be. So it takes time. You do have to wait. You know, sometimes we do have to sacrifice in the beginning to get the chance to savor our dream. You know, savor our dream like it's medium rare and succulent success. It's just dripping with golden trimmings of deliciousness. And ambition comes into play there because maybe you don't want to do it, but you keep putting aside that feeling of, I don't want to do this, but I am going to do it. I don't want to have to sit here and look at that juicy steak on that other plate, but I'm going to do it if it gets me one of my own. And, you know, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking about. That's how I think it can work out. And I hope that helps answer your question. It may have gone 
a long convoluted way, but who knows? It could always turn out to be something good. Um, but that's, that's what I've got when it comes to ambition, y'all. I feel like there's a reason why I posted this and I don't know. You know, now I used to plan, 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 which I still do because this is something I take seriously. But sometimes I just let my voice take me where it takes me. I don't know why I'm saying it, but I just start saying shit. (laughs) Just, you know, get it out. Um, So what I want to talk about next is the Democratic debate. If you saw it, if you watched it, maybe you only saw snippets and little clips. It was definitely very, very interesting. Um, I've been on the fence of who I think I'll vote for when it comes to this. Just so you know, it will not be a Republican. I'm just not into that. That, that, yeah. But there were some amazing points brought up, some amazing things that were said, and I just have to say, Beto O'Rourke is a hottie. He is a succulent, juicy steak of just deliciousness. And I bet you he tastes like a good garlic salt, something like that. Um, But one thing that I noticed when I was watching this, and it got brought up in, I forgot who said it, is candidates. We get that you each have your own point, but can we just focus on what your plan is? Don't feed into this infighting of just arguing with each other or just trying to get in a funny zinger or a, a oh shit moment or something. Can we just focus on the plans? I mean, there were some people who started to detail what their plans are and say what their plans are, which was nice to see. Um, Kamala Harris, I thought, did pretty well. Elizabeth Warren was amazing. Um, Bernie Sanders was fantastic. Beto O'Rourke was amazing. And I am kind of finding myself to be an Andrew Yang fan. Andrew Yang, not just because his name is Andrew, but has said some things that I am definitely definitely feeling. And this universal income that he's got a plan for, I am all about it. You know, if you haven't heard of it, you haven't seen it, I'm not going to just stand for Andrew Yang, but I will say this, it sounds like a plan that could be beneficial to every single American in America. It really sounds like it could be in the United States of America. It sounds like this could be something that takes the stress off of people. I mean, if you're like me, It could take one medical disaster and my life is in shambles, destroyed, and I won't know what to do with my life. It could literally lead to me being homeless again. One disaster. And 78% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. His plan for a universal income can at least help relieve some of that stress. It's not just about people getting $1,000 a month to just sit back and do nothing. Because if you actually live in the real world and you purchase things and check your bank account every time you go to the store, you know that $1,000 a month is not money to just sit back and have a vacation. That's $12,000 a year. This is maybe going to circumvent 20% of the money you need to survive, but that 20% can keep your head above water and can help stop people from killing themselves because they don't see a way out. So... That's just where I'm at. I just wanted to share that. 
Um, guys, thank you for listening. It has been fantastic doing this. I enjoy it every time I get to record. If you would like to interact with the show, please feel free to do so. You can do that on all of the social medias, even though I'm not a fan of them, but still on the social medias, look for Lifestyle of a Gay Black Boy or hashtag LGBB or Lifestyle GBB. And you can find me. That's all the social medias. If you want to email, of course, send it over to lifestylegbb at gmail.com. That's lifestyle. G is in gay, B is in black, B is in boy at gmail.com. Um, you know, I'll make sure to get back to you and fe- feature your content if you like. And we're going to be revisiting an episode that a lot of you guys have liked very soon. So I'll keep you guys in the loop for that. Today is, if you're listening to this on Friday, the 13th, is the great party that's going to be happening at Brass Lounge here in Rochester, New York. Brass Lounge, Locals Only, and The Riot Room are hosting the Unlucky Friday event. And if you decide to come dressed as one of the seven deadly sins or seven heavenly virtues, you can enter a costume contest and win a drink package for the night. I don't get paid for this, but I shall be there and I'll be sickening. You'll see the pictures. I'm not going to tell you which one I'm dressing up as. Just know that it is delightfully sinful. Um, If you're listening on Anchor, who supported today's episode, feel free to go ahead and check out their messaging app or your voice messages. You can send me voice messages and everything. And if it pertains to a subject I'm talking about, I can play it on the show. And if you can, please rate my podcast and share it. That's how we keep growing. Because without you, it's not possible. So we're going to end it here, y'all. But I have a quote to send us on our way out. And that quote, it's going to come from Salvador Dali, is intelligence without ambition is a bird without wings. Have a good weekend, y'all.